Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and it is almost 2022, if you can freaking believe it, because I am barely believing it right now, and I am continuing my I'm Sorry What podcast tradition of just deleting the first episode that I did and going again. I didn't get too far this time, at least, but I was like, oh, the vibes are off. The vibes are off. So we're starting again. Um, Hi, it's me. I will I will say this the vibes are off also um, because it's a weird scenario right now so I'm dog sitting again I know you guys are like girl what the fuck it's a combination of the fact that like I really hate saying no to people and if I think I can help somebody I'm going to do it and I was like I you know extra extra moolah would be nice and also the fact that like I don't have a dog so and I've never had a dog and I love them so you know, it's hard for me to say no to such opportunities. But anyways, so I'm going back in between the two houses and I like totally left my headphones over there. So I'm using my like very old school. I dug these out of a box, the like OG Apple headphones, which I like these ones because these ones actually fit in my ears. I wish they would make the AirPods in whatever shape these ones are because then I would use them. Uh, But I also, you know, I also had to get dressed for this part of the podcast, which usually I look like ass for these videos. And I'm not saying I look amazing, but a little less assy than normal. But basically, I knew I wanted to take some photos, obviously, for tomorrow's debut episode of New Year's theme. So I had to like do a little champagne prop, right? But I was like, okay, so I need to get back like to Livermore in order to do the pictures like my lights there and you know I know that backyard scene a little better and and then my outfit was here and then my champagne was here and so I came back and then I was like well I I usually take my pictures I wake up early on Wednesday morning and it's like a fun day I love Wednesdays because I get up early and I you know get dressed and all my meetings for the rest of the day I'm like it's Wednesday so I'm dressed uh but anyways I was like I can't I have a feel like I'm going to I feel like I'm going to want to drink the champagne after on my birthday. I actually like didn't drink the wine that's in those pictures. I like poured it back in and enjoyed it later because I took those in the morning. But today I was like, you know what? Maybe I want the champagne. So I'm going to have to do it, you know, tonight. So I ran back here trying to chase the light, of course, because it gets it's dark right now. It's like almost five o'clock. So I got off at four, ran home, got changed, took pictures. And now I have like a nice glass of champagne to enjoy with the podcast. So, um, hmm cheers to that. It's been a while since I really like had any alcohol on the podcast. And um, it's a combination. The fact that like, honestly, I hadn't been holding my alcohol very well, not as like a drunk person, just like as a sick person. And that was super annoying. So, um, (laughs) you know, I know I was doing like the pod tail the week for a little bit, which was really fun. But I think I might have to do like the pod tail on a weekend and then just tell you about it when I record on Monday, because like, Weekday drinking was hard for me all the time. I if I like to do it out with my girlfriends, having like a glass of wine or a beer or something. But yeah, drinking at home alone on a weekday just wasn't the biz for me. No judgments. Zero judgments if you do 
especially coming from me, I have no room to talk on this. Uh, but yeah, so that's just the whole breakdown of how I got here today. But, you know, I've been really excited to talk about 2021 because, you know, I I, I know I'm a broken record. I'm so fucking annoying. But I really just can't get over the fact that this really should have been the worst year of my life. And it absolutely wasn't. And I just, I know if you listen to the podcast, you've heard that a few times. If you're my friend, you've heard that a few times. But it just really surprises me because, you know, in what would have, what, what is a few months from now, like February of 2020, I just thought, or 2021, sorry, I just thought my whole life was like over, you know? And it, it's just crazy to me how I was able to like bounce back and I just am so proud of that and I'm so like proud of who I am today like I definitely have a lot of things to work on obviously we're always a work in progress but there are some things that I think I picked up along the way that I'm just like really excited about I think a lot of those you can hear on like the birthday episode of course but you know I just I I'm so happy to be here and have invested so much in myself and in this podcast I mean I would say that this is the I've had the podcast for two years, but I would say my first year was really on and off as far as like being consistent and like when I posted episodes and this year I really honed down and, you know, there's only been a few weeks and a lot of them being technical difficulties or me being sick that like I didn't have and I'm sorry, what Wednesday and I just am so happy about that. And, you know, this year I invested and had um, the gals of the Almost 30 podcast. They listened to the podcast and, you know, it really helped me give me some guidance. And I'm hoping to maybe, you know, do that again next year and, and, and really grow this amazing platform that I'm just so proud of. It's I've seen uh, the numbers grow and it's awesome to see. And in case you're wondering, um, I do have two new Scotland listeners, which I was so proud of. I mean, one was Scotland because he was in Scotland, but there was another one because I can see like where the breakdown is. And I was like, oh, my God, like someone, I guess it's a small town in Scotland. So if you're my little small town Scotland listener, thanks so much for listening. Uh, but anyways, it's just been really fun and I'm I'm really proud of it. And I just wanted to thank everyone who's listened, not only from the beginning, but if you picked up this year or you've heard a few episodes, like that's just so cool to me that anyone would want to listen to 30 minutes of of Ashley gossip, but I couldn't be more proud of it. And especially thanks uh, to the guests I had this year. So, you know, I I had a really good time in the beginning of the year. I was, you know, still trying to figure out the mode of the podcast. And uh, so I went with having guests for a little bit. So I had like a guest a week for a while. So, you know, Eloy came on twice, which was awesome. My dad was on. Uh, Natalie, my old boss at Wine Country Radio was on. And it was fun talking to her about radio and stuff like that. And then, you know, I had Emma on, who was a life coach. And that was really eye opening to talk about, especially like post breakup, kind of all that stuff. I had my cousin Morgan on, which was just such a treat. She is one of the smartest people I know. And obviously she's younger than me. And, um, you know, sometimes that's weird to say about someone younger than you, but she's just so wise. And every time I talk to her, it's just... It, it, it it's just an awesome conversation and it's so fun and I just love who she is as a person and it, it's been so inspiring to watch her really grow and you know um take on new challenges and all that so it, it was really great to have her on I can't remember if I mentioned my dad but obviously I had my dad on and uh 
you know, I I forgot about this, actually. So technically, Drinking with Ben Part 1 and 2 came out in 2021, but I was considering it a 2020 podcast because episode because that's when I think we recorded it. That's what I had in my mind. So um, that was definitely a highlight episode for me, um, getting to have my best friends like fiance come on and just talk to me about wedding stuff was just so fun to get his perspective and everything. And Stevie came on as well. And that was really great. So at the end of the podcast, I did do I went MySpace version, baby. I did a top eight of I'm sorry what 2021 moments and it was really hard to choose I had to just go off memory and I was like okay like uh, let me think of like the top moments I remember talking about and I'm gonna grab them and you know there were so many amazing guests I had and it was really really hard um to choose but (laughs) uh and this is not to say that none these are better than any of the other episodes this is just like things that stood out and made me laugh so I will get to those at the end of the podcast of course but you know we can't not talk a little bit about 2021 as a whole and some things that you know I picked up along the way and it's funny because um I've decided that I am going to treat the new year like a new season. I just think that having the mindset of having your life as seasons of like the show of your life is amazing. So for example, two of my best friends who are dating that I love so much, I always refer to their relationship in seasons. And I'll be like, oh my God, I can't remember season one, Alex, like uh, to my, you know, friends of the podcast. And I always think it's just so fun to talk about their relationship like that in seasons. And I'm like, that's how I want to take my life. So this is like season 2022 is coming up and season 2021 is impressive. This was definitely the hardest year for me. Uh, You know, a part of of this obviously is the breakup and that's a big part. And I, you know, I never wanted it to be like my whole identity. It's kind of like when I got sick with Crohn's, I really didn't want everyone to know. Like I, I wanted people to know because I didn't, I wanted people to understand like why maybe I would have to cancel or why I couldn't like hang out all the time or why I was like, you know, not feeling my best. But, you know, I never wanted to be labeled as like the sick kid, you know, and I also didn't want to be labeled as like the breakup girl or like the heartbroken girl. And, you know, when I was doing the podcast auditing, you know, this was the breakup episode, which I'll talk about later, was was the most listened to episode. And, you know, I think it's because so many people can relate. And also they would be curious because I would be, too. Um, But, you know, my heart was just like totally broken. And I just... If you talk to me in February, you know, I would have never thought that I would have come this far, especially this year, like especially this year. I was like, oh, fuck, is this going to be a long ass process? But I feel so healed and I feel so well-rounded and like grown, I guess. Like obviously I have so much more to learn, but this was kind of like one of the best things that could have ever happened to me. And I know that like that sounds so cliche to say, but also like I say that about the Crohn's too and getting the lupus and the fibromyalgia. Like those are things that took me to these very low points of my life and I had no choice but to get out of it. Like I had no choice but to dig myself out and I did that this year and I feel great. Like <laughs> I feel great. I mean, I obviously, you know, I still struggle with depression and all that stuff. But like, you know, it was such it's it was such a journey. And I think being single, you know, has been really fun and doing the Bumble thing. And obviously, like people have made me sad and made me cry. But, you know, it's just been this like fun era 
I used to uh, being single used to be a big part of my personality back in the day. So it was kind of fun to like tap back into that. I'm not saying I would like it to be my personality forever. Um, but you know, it's been fun. <laughs> and there was a few things like along the way, you know, that I've been hearing being single. And I and I know I did an episode about this, but like I really have had a lot of time to like think about this stuff. So, um, you know, one of the things that I keep hearing about when back in the dating game, because obviously we're talking about dating on the 2021 wrap up podcast. It was like a huge part of the podcast this year. But, um, you know, a lot of this thing was like, if he wanted to, he would. I've heard that so many times. And I think that there's these quotes out there that they they mean well, but they don't always slam dunk. It's the, you know, uh, if he wanted to, he would. You've got to love yourself first. Um, it will happen when you least expect it. Like, those are some big ones that get said a lot. And I feel like they're on the right path. They just don't hit the money. But I think I kind of figured out what the money here is on this. And this first one, I these are all not from my organic ideas, by the way. One from TikTok, two from my app. But like, so basically, you know, someone said this and they're like, instead of saying if he wanted to, he would, you should say, I'm going to start setting my expectations instead of assuming that my partner is a mind reader. And I think that's really smart because I think what gets nerve wracking about the if he wanted to, he would. It's that like you built it up in your head and then they don't fit the picture. And then, you know, you're left really upset. But obviously, if you set your expectations and they're not meeting them, then yes, that's a problem. Like, you know, for me, I did a lot of expectation setting, but then I also did a lot of thinking in my mind. And actually, this did work for me because I, you know, if he wanted to live up to the expectations, and it sounds bad to say that, but like also, if you know mine were like so minimum, like just come home um, to the apartment that we own together. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that once you once you set your your boundaries and your expectations and if they're not meeting them, then yes, if he wanted to, he would. Absolutely. Um, also, I was talking to my aunt and, you know, she was saying that because I was like talking about dating again and I'm like, I'm always just so afraid I'm going to mess it up. And I was talking to her specifically, you know, about like a recent situation. I'm like, I'm just afraid I'm going to like totally mess this up and I really don't want to. And she's like, if you keep thinking that you are going to mess it up, then you're going to manifest you messing it up. And I was like, oh, oh. And then, you know, she was talking about how, um, you know, the energy that I started to put out is probably why I attracted somebody who has a little bit more of a mature energy, right? So like, this is where I think that whole like, love yourself and happen where when at least expects thing comes in. But what the problem is, is it has that pressure. I know I've talked about this before of like, oh, well, I must not be doing the right thing if I haven't found a man. And this is my alternative to that from based off what she said. It's like when you're, you know, working on yourself and you're happy with yourself, like not having a partner is still going to be hard, but it will be a little less hard. And I do kind of believe in this idea of like, you know, I was really like trying to be a better person. And I think that attracted a better person. And I'm not saying that like you're a bad person if you're single, obviously. Um, please don't think that at all. That's wild. That's way off base. But uh, <laughs> that's like the time that I can't even get into it. One day I'll talk about all the times I got in trouble in radio. Um, but I, I'm just saying that I think that 
putting good energy into yourself also makes you realize that you're worthy of things that are better, you know? So it's like, you also won't accept trash. I think that no matter what happens this year or next or whatever happens in the future, I do feel like the more that I've been positive and the more that I've been working on myself and building really strong relationships with my friends and the people around me. Like, I think all of that has just really well-rounded myself into getting through this breakup and getting over all this stuff. And, you know, I want to make it clear that the breakup wasn't the only thing that was so shitty about this year. Like, I was also really sick pretty much through the majority of the year. Like, let us not forget that the iconic breakup was literally two days before my colonoscopy. And then, you know, I got really sick. I I was so sick every day and I thought it was just, you know, emotions and stuff. But it was like, no, it was my body. I was like throwing up every day. I couldn't keep food down. I was so nauseous, like, you know, and I'm still feeling that way. So it was like all this stuff. It was a combination of like my mental health, my physical health. They were both like they needed to be teammates and they weren't even talking to each other. They were like, no, no, no. They were like a team Jacob and a team Edward. And I just need them to be Bella. You know what I mean? It was just like it was too much. And, you know, I had to make the decision that these things were going to be a priority and I was going to make it work. Like the only person who was going to dig me out of this hole was me. So in season 2022, I just want you all to remember that it's you, babe. It really is. You're the one who's digging you out. I know I said this also in the breakup episode, but it was, you know, it was great. Also, um, question of the week this week. I fucking failed because I don't have my iPad and that's usually where I keep and I'm like recording on my phone, you know, so I don't have everyone's answers. I can remember a few because my sister was like, uh, you know, having her wedding and having a baby. And then I remember another person was talking about getting a bonus, which is super exciting. And then like, that's the only two I remember, but I knew there was a bunch. But I guess instead, I will just share my some of my favorite memories of 2021. She's such a narcissist over here. But um, I have to start, of course, with my best friend, Julie, having a baby. That was very exciting. I haven't got to meet her yet. And, you know, um, I can't wait to. And I'm super excited. But that was like such a big, exciting moment. And I am and like really just really happy about it. So even though I wasn't there, I would say it's one of my favorite memories. Um, (laughs) Also, speaking of babies, obviously, my sister's pregnant. Speaking of my sister, we finally got to do her, you know, like last wedding. (laughs) So it was really exciting to close the chapter on being her maid of honor and open the chapter of being an auntie. So uh, that was all great. Also, obviously, I was um, a maid of honor for my friend Haley, which was a great time. I had my first time officiating. Those those two things will come up later in the MySpace top eight. Um, You know, I got to celebrate my best friend's 30th birthday, my Como, my partner in crime. That was such a great time. And then also, let us not forget that I drove with her to pick up her new puppy. And that was such a highlight because I got to go with her for such an exciting time, but then also get to sit with a puppy in my lap. And that was just a dream come true. Uh, I had my first rooftop bar experience in San Francisco for my friend Shana's birthday. And that was such a good time. 
Um, I took a few trips, which was nice, which, you know, it's hard with the with the panorama that we're in. But uh, I got to go down to L.A. and see Jasmine and Eloy and George and my cousin Morgan and my aunts. And that was just like such a fucking blast in a glass. Like that was just it was too much fun. Um, Remember when I had to like yell if I was a top or a bottom? Good times. I also got to do a trip to Santa Barbara with my best friend Erin to see her wedding venue. Oh, so amazing. So amazing. Um, I had wine nights at my house. Like there were two nights that my parents left. So I got to like host and, you know, I got to like form a new little like girl group and we had such a good time together. And I love that. Uh, my best friend Jenna got engaged. Like I feel like I'm forgetting some some stuff, but uh, I just had I really had an amazing year. And, you know, I just I couldn't I couldn't be more lucky with the way that my year turned out. And I just wanted to talk about it, obviously, because I'm proud of myself, you know, to be honest, which is cool, though. Like, it takes a lot to be proud of yourself and it takes a lot to be like, yeah, you fucking did that, bitch. Like, good for you. But also it's like just I just want you guys to know that you can, too, like, we're always going to have roadblocks in life. As Miley said, there is always going to be another mountain. I won't do it again. I promise. I won't sing it again on the podcast. But there's just all these moments that make it really hard uh, to do basic things. And, you know, I just want everyone to know that we have the ability to get through it. And, you know, we should be the kind of person we want to date or we should be the kind of person we want to be friends with or we should be the kind of person that we want to be co-workers with. It's that whole like golden rule bullshit. But like my aunt, when my aunt said it to me, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like if I, you know, I mean, there's obviously going to be days where depression hits and my physical health's rough and I just need to stay in bed. But like on the days that I need to get out, it's like I want to be the kind of girl who gets out of bed. There's only one way to do that. Um, unfortunately, that's to do it. So uh, that that's all the energy we're bringing in to season 2022 of life. I also didn't do seasons of the podcast, which I feel like was a miss. We just going straight through episodes. But um, this is episode 77. So yeah, girl. Listen, if you have talked to me over the past year, then you know there's only one thing that has been saving my 2021, and that is my Keith Justo Bread Club subscription. You guys, this is the best thing that's ever happened. I know that's dramatic, but hear me out. You get monthly two baguettes, one sourdough loaf, and then like a monthly loaf, which is different, and it's always something super fun, and my family and I fight over this shit all the time. And it drives me crazy because I'm like, listen, only one of us is playing for the dough here. I'm bringing in the dough. I'm ordering the dough. Don't touch my bread club. It's come in handy so many times because I'm the kind of girl who's never going to show up to a party empty handed. And I always bring a bottle of wine. But now I'm like upgraded because I'll just slice up my baguette, bring some salami and cheese and bam. It's like, hi, I brought wine and classy charcuterie and the literal best sourdough bread you're ever going to have in your life. You're welcome. You will not be disappointed in this bride club. Sign up now. You can get 50% off your first box using promo code SLEEK because you know your girl's going to hook you up, S-L-E-E-K. And you can sign up at kgbreadclub.com or you can follow the link in my bio at Ashley Sleek. Okay, so let's get into my MySpace Top 8 2021 edition. I am so excited. Okay, so listen, 
I I want to make sure that everybody knows that I keep talking about the breakup and I want me I want to make sure everyone knows that I'm like over it and that's not why I keep bringing it up. I keep bringing it up just in more of a way of like being impressed with with myself and the reason this clip made it into the MySpace top 8 is because I really feel like a lot of the success I know I talked a lot about it being me and me and me and it is but I had the most incredible support system through my 2021, through my life, honestly. And I think this year was really big for me of really understanding like who is going to be there for me and and what their intentions are of being there for me. Like, are they there for me because they're there for me or are they there for me because, you know, it, it's some alternative motive. But, you know, I I think that it was really just incredible the way my friends showed up for me. And I've said that so many times. I'm sure they're so fucking sick of hearing that. I have this thing. There's two things that I really struggle with that I think I'm going to have to get better at. It's I'm sorry's and thank yous. I when I I can't stop apologizing and I can't stop saying thank you, which these might not sound like bad qualities. But the problem with that is, is when someone especially I'm sorry, when when someone's already over something and then you bring it back up, they're like they've already processed it. So it's not very helpful. So I need to work on that. But like so I know I've been a little annoying with my thank yous to my friends, but this is really a love letter to them because all the phone calls where you could barely understand me talking, um, the encouraging text messages, the, you know, just supporting me through my whole phase, you know, and um, <laughs> listening to all the stories about the guys, like I tell you guys, letting me get stupid excited about people and, um, you know, also being cautious with me about being stupid excited about people. But, you know, overall, uh, I just got so blessed and I really have the best friends in the whole world. And I know everyone says that and that's how you should feel about your friends. But I don't know how I got so lucky to have them. And also, like, let's not discount the fact that, like, my friend's boyfriends also really are fiancés or husbands or whatever. They also really showed up for me. And I thought that was amazing. Like, there's a story about, um, you know, obviously I used to live down the street from Kim, which was awesome. But, you know, there was one night when when Alex, her boyfriend, was like, hey, should we like go check on Ashley? And they like brought me a bottle of Chardonnay and it was so nice. And like, you know, um, my one of my girlfriends, Gabby, her uh, fiance, Rich, we went out to the bars and he was like, let's wing woman, like, let's do this. He lets me talk about all the guys I'm talking to. It's been really fun. And, uh, you know, so it's just I, I got really lucky with all these amazing people in my life. So here is the clip from the episode. Hi, I'm heartbroken. This is as I mentioned before, my most downloaded episode in the history of I'm Sorry What. And, uh, you know, I'm really proud of it, listening back to it. I had to listen to it to find this clip, obviously, and it was tough. But it, it, it was nice to listen to hear, like, how different it is. Like, at the end, I was like, I don't know, maybe maybe things will be different in the future. I'm like, yes, things will be different. You're going to be happier. Isn't that fun? Like, no, 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 it's not going to be different in the future in the way of like, you're going to like crawl your way back to someone who wasn't treating you right. No, no, no. You're going to manifest the better, you know, you're going to be a new you. You're going to eventually find, you know, a new happiness and 
I was, yes. So here's that clip. One of the things I wanted to share about and one of the most amazing things of this breakup was my friends. I just have to read you some of the advice I've gotten so far from friends and family. And I won't like read them, read who it was from. I'll be respectful of their texts, but you know, um, so and what so I'm just gonna go through and read a couple of these. So just remember you're allowed to feel how you feel. No one can tell you to not feel a certain way. They can only control their own actions and the way that they treat you, not the way you feel about those actions and treatment. The crying is totally expected. And I mean, yes, you're with this man for years. I'm sorry that it's been so disconnected and not to sound like everyone else who's given you advice, but take this time to focus on what makes you happy. Jimmy makes your heart happy or should have, but what makes your soul happy? Eat the things that you that make you feel good. Take walks outside, drink water with lemon and listen to some good music. Good music was in all caps. <laughs> You know this will be better in the long run. You want someone who's going to put you first and be there when you really need them. I know you will miss them, and I know everyone says that you'll find someone better, but you really will find someone who's going to be there for you and care about you in every way. Just give yourself time. You are grieving losing someone that you talk to every day, and it's super tough, but it will get better. I think the whole theme of this energy shift we're living through is letting go of things that don't fully satisfy you. Life is an ever-changing flow of energy, even during the seemingly stagnant times. For me, my gratitude has matured so much. I have become so sure of what I deserve in all of my relationships, friends romantically, and most importantly, the relationship with myself. This will be your opportunity to work on your deep-rooted self-love. Choose to do the deep digging. Be honest about how you feel, but also allow yourself to grieve. Don't beat yourself up if you need to take it slow. Even the smallest steps in the right direction are steps worth taking. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I've had my moments and you'll end up going through the stages and then you'll heal. Once you're ready, you'll be able to get through everything and focus on yourself. You'll stop crying. You may have some moments here and there, but you'll eventually realize that you deserve someone that's going to check all the boxes and will never settle. It's going to be a whole new chapter. And then (laughs) I think even though it's sad, more of you is going to be relieved to be free of the sadness that you had during the relationship. You always felt like you're waiting for him to show up for you. Okay, so um, now that we've like gotten through all the sad tier parts of the MySpace top eight, let's break it down into a lot more happy moments. (laughs) And, you know, these are in no particular order, by the way, uh, pretty much just how I wrote them on this list. So uh, I had the amazing pleasure this year of having my dad come on the podcast with me, which was so fun. I mean, my dad has always been uh, this huge inspiration to me, one of my biggest fans, um, my, you know, was someone I've just always couldn't wait to have, like, succeed and, like, tell him about it, you know? And um, so having him on the podcast with me was so fun. And people loved it. You all loved the John Florin content, and he did not disappoint. So in this clip, um, I had him on, uh, and I, I didn't write down any of the episode names, which was like really a miss on this part, but I'll put them down uh, on the Instagram uh, post and in the details of the podcast in case you want to like go back and listen to the whole episode if you haven't already. But this is my dad talking about public speaking and letting me in to know that he had groupies before I did. 
Yeah, I'm surprised. Sorry, your manager didn't give me your writer, so I didn't. I didn't have any snacks for you today. Yeah, there's no red M and M's or anything. I mean, no. I had demands, and they weren't met. <laughs> I know the momager in is in the living room, so I'm sure I'm gonna have to hear about it later. <laughs> well, well, I'm I'm excited to have you on. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to do this. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, um, you know, as a big fan of the podcast, yourself. Oh, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of podcasts. I um, there are some shows that I've skipped. Uh, and, fair. Uh, and um, there are some times when I've been driving down the freeway listening to it, going, "Oh my god, is that my daughter just said that?" And um, <laughs> I apologize and I, in advance. You know, and I, I've learned how to hit the thirty second forward button on the podcast very quick. The greatest thing about um, the, that that deck the program was went back. We had a whole half a day seminar on handle handle groupies. Wait, what? Handle handle groupies because, and <laughs> I, I can get into that. I'll get into this a little bit later. Is <laughs> like mom. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens is when you are there's five national officers for an organization with twenty thousand students involved, okay. right? And there's nas- there's these different conferences you go to, and everybody wants to talk to the national officer, or they want to get up and speak to him, or grab him, or touch him, or anything like that. So we what? were taught we were taught how to um, avoid this and stuff. <laughs> and I'll get more into that later if you like. So, <laughs> kind of. This is the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so anyhow, for reference, just to bring it back in case people missed it, this is a college club that's teach that has groupies. Well, I mean, if you went up... No, I get it. I'm just know, saying, you like, know, up, perspective-wise. Okay, well, So yeah, you've had... But it's also important that people know that you had groupies that you had to wore off because yes. I'm a little nervous they're going to come... Do you think they're loyal? Is this going to bring out the listeners? No, no Am they, I going to have people knocking at the door being like, no. whoa, John Florin? I'm, no, they, I'm well, sorry, could, what podcast? There, um, there, will be a, there will be another segment that explains that. Hang on. <laughs> So there was absolutely no way Eloy wasn't going to make it in my top eight. Am I right? This is my best fucking friend, my radio companion, my celebrity soulmate. He is so incredibly talented. Like having him on my podcast just like elevates it. You know, he has just such a such a smart like radio thought process and voice and he's just so talented and you know he is one of my like big inspirations I love love talking to him about literally everything he's also one of those people that got many phone calls from me where he couldn't even understand what I was saying this year but every time there's something exciting happening in in my career or his like it just doesn't feel right until we've talked about it and it's been so awesome and I'm so proud of him for like moving to LA and you know taking on this new chapter of his life and I'm sad I don't get to see him as much as I love to but I had Eloy on the podcast and you know he got married a few years ago I had the honor of being a groomswoman in his wedding and um he's gonna share with us a little bit about what he was doing leading up to the wedding also he dropped my favorite line of 2021, which was, I am not responsible for any of my own issues. I don't blame this on myself. I, I'm not responsible for any of my own issues, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, facts. (laughs) But the weekend before the wedding, I famously, 
drove oh, yeah. down. <laughs> I famously drove down to LA with Yesenia because we're not missing Beyonce and Jay-Z perform. And yes. if you're listening and thinking, why didn't you just go see it when it was in Sonoma County or in, not Sonoma County, but in the Bay Area, uh, because it was playing on our fucking wedding day. That was like a big thing. Like, I remember you being like, uh-oh, do we like change the wedding date? <laughs> like Beyonce is going to be in Santa Clara or wherever she's playing. Yeah. Uh-oh. And then you're like, well, we'll just like drive down to LA the weekend before and see her there. And I was like, I mean, okay. I will say that it, <laughs> George is always going to argue, argue with me on this, but I will say that technically speaking, it was George's idea. <laughs> it, it was his suggestion. It was not his idea. It was his yeah. suggestion. Because what he said was, what if, like, what if we look at this, the LA date? Like, when's the LA date? And I yeah. looked at it, I'm like, oh, it's the week before. Because I was thinking, like, there's no way. LA shows are always, like, just a couple days before, right. if anything. So it's going to be, like, that week. There's no way. But it was the Saturday before. I was like, we could do that. And George is like, I don't know if we can do that. I was like, well, the idea's already in my head, so I'm going to do it. And so me and Yosani just decided to go. And so what ended up happening was, I think it might have been a result of, like, sitting in the car for too long um, or, like, just the stress of the week but as you know like I have like this very very annoying bladder issue no it's not a UTI I wish it were a UTI it's just like it it just my bladder sometimes kind of just flares up this is just a random topic sometimes it just flares up no this is important we talk about physical health yeah that's true you're right you're right this is my podcast (laughs) (laughs) that's very true I just have this bladder issue where like thankfully lately knock on wood it's been pretty like I haven't noticed any pain really but if I do drink an excess alcohol or if I just like don't have enough water or if I like fold my pee for too long it just like my bladder feels like it's just like seizing up so that whole week it was very uncomfortable and honestly even like even the the morning of the wedding I was like kind of in pain I was kind of in pain but I just knew like I'm like it's either stress or because we're drinking but like I got I got I got to power through and then by the end of the day I didn't really notice it anyways but um that was the adrenaline kicked in for sure. Yeah. Well, and also like I got drunk. So I just, <laughs> yeah, you know, right, I didn't really right. think about it anymore, but that was definitely a challenge during that week. Cause I was just like, when you don't know what's going on, it's really like, you know, it's very exhausting. No, that's, um, yeah. It, I mean, I do remember you not feeling good that morning and I, I, but you definitely powered through. And if you weren't going to, because it was your wedding day, I think the alcohol was definitely a a plus. And I just feel like there's a few like very major iconic things that happened last, that night. That night of the wedding, like you almost dying, our good friend waking up like butt ass naked in the morning. Yeah. And, like That was my other part. <laughs> the, the, to give people a layout, like we were at this like property, it was like a home, but there was also like an area for like the reception and ceremony in the backyard, but the house was massive. Like it was really, yes. really big. And there was like beds on the porch that had like mosquito nets around them. But it was, it sounds like weird, but it was really cool. Um, and so, yeah, some people that like, which I didn't care. I mean, that was, that was the whole aim for like anybody who was like maybe too drunk to go home, like then just, yes, yeah, or whatever, no big deal. Um, but so one of our friends who was not in the wedding, but certainly was, you know, invited to the, invited to the wedding uh, or not in the party, I should say, she woke up and was like, but as naked and I'm like this is like this is what I want this is, this is like what I this yes. is what I've always hoped for oh my god yes like I could only hope that someday when I get to get married that it, it ends up even even minimally as ratchet at the end of the night <laughs> I had a lot of really exciting wedding moments happen this year. Obviously, I was a maid of honor twice, and that was amazing and such a great experience. And one of my 
biggest, I have to say, accomplishments, probably this this is a life accomplishment of mine. Um, I officiated a wedding this year and that was so insane, so magical. You know, I you know, I joked about it a lot, but do actually getting to do it was just such such an experience because you're really responsible for like such an important day of someone's life, which is nerve wracking. But also it's it's getting to really celebrate love. And, you know, it's so funny as I forgot to mention this earlier, but um, I made this note for all my single people out there. I know that the end of the year is hard for a lot of reasons, but also because a shit ton of people get engaged this year. So it can kind of make you start looking at yourself like, uh, is it my turn? Am I not on the right time? Am I not on the right timeline? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I just want to like let you know that if the year that I went through a breakup, I could be a maid of honor twice and officiate a wedding, you can do anything. Because that's three speeches that I made about love, baby, in the middle of maybe not feeling feeling the love that much. And anyways, I I I like to think I did a good job. Kenzie and Aaron can, can let me know if they feel any differently. But it was such an honor for them to even ask me. And I had such a good time. So I'm going to share two clips from the episode. Um, I do remember this one. It's called I Now Pronounce You an Episode. And um, these two clips are a, a a journey through my night. OK, so one about a conversation I had with Kenzie's grandma before the ceremony and then where exactly I was hiding after. OK, so one of my favorite stories from the officiating weekend is that I met the bride's grandma for the first time, right? And I've known the bride's family for a very long time. And so I was with her brother and I met her her grandma and her brother goes, oh, Nana, this is the officiant. And Nana looks me dead in my eyes. This woman stared into my soul and looked at me and goes, you're a minister? I was like, did nobody tell Nana that this wasn't a religious ceremony? Did nobody tell Nana that I was not going to be preaching the good Lord's word today? I panicked. I was like, do I need to add a Bible verse in? I'm like going back through all my years of church camp. And I was like, this shit should have prepared me. This should have prepared me to have some backup Bible verse. I'm like, John, Peter, Jeff, body of Christ, blood of heaven, cup of salvation. I don't know. I was panicked. I was like, oh my God, no one told her I'm going to go up there. I make jokes, you know, like not big jokes, you know, I mean, obviously I didn't go up and make a penis joke or some shit like that, but I made, you know, little cute jokes about the relationship. You know, it was, it was a perfect balance of like sweet and salty. You know what I mean? And I just kept thinking, oh my God, Nana is going to sit there thinking that I'm going to give like a full religious ceremony. And, you know, and I just looked at, you know, the brother, like, what do I say? And I was like, well, I guess technically, according, you know, Universal Life Church, like, oh, my God, I just was so panicked. It was so funny. <laughs> so then I went wine tasting yesterday with the fam, you know, and I asked about how I went missing. I was like, oh, my dad said I went missing. I assume I was in the bridal suite. And Rich is like, oh, no, 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 girl. We found you in the kitchen. So I have two assumptions on this. I was either looking to to enjoy a snack or I was looking for a snack like I was either in there looking for food or looking for a dude in typical I'm sorry what fashion obviously we're gonna talk about a little bit of stuff that maybe maybe my dad and family should turn off the podcast for the last four the last four top eights 
are are not to be heard by the family as normal. You know, we like to save this ratchet part for the end here. So uh, I will allow you all to dismiss yourself. And <laughs> the first uh, clip back is from the podcast episode I did with my friend Stevie. I had such a good time with Stevie on the podcast. He was such a blast. He's a friend of mine from Sonoma County. We actually like were two ships in the night. I guess that's what they say about passing. That was such an old person phrase, whatever. Um, We didn't end up working at Wine Country at the same time, but we, you know, obviously ran in the same circles and got to meet. And he was so fun to be around. His energy is just incredible. And also he is responsible for making me look good at two weddings this year, and I just wanted to be known that I brought men home both nights. So I'm just saying he did a good job. He did my um, my makeup for, for both weddings. And also, uh, just wanted to add in here that, you know, Stevie's going through some stuff right now, and he has a GoFundMe page up. Um, he is trying to work on paying some medical bills and, you know, you can read his whole story on his GoFundMe page, but I really wanted to put this, I he was always in my top eight, but I wanted to put this in because I really wanted to ask the I'm Sorry What listeners to donate if you can. I'm going to put the link in my bio so you can find it on my Instagram at Ashley Sleek. But uh, whatever you can donate, I'm going to donate myself and, you know, anything you can do to help him. Uh, you can read his whole story on there and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll save that for him because I don't want to, you know, read his words or or anything like that. But, you know, the you can find the GoFundMe on my Instagram page as well. And um, if you can donate, please do. And then here is us talking about just a little bit of sex. Yeah, absolutely. Like each <laughs> sign is a different kind of bitch. But no, I wouldn't have pegged you as a Scorpio. Well, they're super like sexual too. And once again, this <sighs> okay, is where my now, dad skips okay. over the podcast because mm, I, mm. Um, and this is where I hope any man that potentially wants to date me in the future skips over as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like not a good lover. Like I'm a starfish. And so I just don't feel that Scorpio. It's hard sometimes. It's like, I have like a day job. You know, yes. and I just want to sleep and I'm tired. But like yes. at the same time, it's like I'm horny. So it's like, you know, no, sorry, dad. Absolutely. Like, I know. know. He knows when to skip. No. Sorry, dad. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like it's, it, but it's I'm like, asleep, okay, sorry. <laughs> if I'm like, if I'm randomly in the mood, then I'm like, okay, like let's get to it. But like absolutely. just for the everyday situation, no. I'm like, starfish. And th- that's my other fear about finding someone new is like, I had to find someone who wants to put in all the work, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm the type of person that's, like, actually willing to put in um, time for a blowjob or a handjob. Wow, I need that. I know, energy. I'm a rarity. I'm a rarity. Because, yeah. like, I just, like, don't want to... Well, also, it's like, you can, like, it's different for you, Tell you me. know? Okay, I have to... Well, like, I, I mean... A lot of gay men say that they are, like, verses and stuff like that, and that's fine. But they're mm-hmm. all lying in their really bottoms. Um, you know, but me, like, I am a true blue verse, so it's like, I'll, but I just attract, like, just top energy people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I have to give in and be like, okay. And, like, I have to put in prep time. Yeah, yeah, no, like, now I understand I, what you're saying, yes. Like, I have to, like, it's a lot. No, I know. I was like, when you said we were different, I was like, we both have to give blowjobs and handjobs. Like, what are you talking about? But like, I understand the sex part. Like, yes. I, yeah, <laughs> A lot no, more work. Part, like, like <laughs> all of my girlfriends are just like, I love morning sex, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Person. I don't. And nor can I have morning sex because. You'd have to wake up early. The alarm would well, have to yeah, be set. 
exactly. I, it has to be like a douche alarm. Like I'm just like, yeah. I don't want that. Okay. The other thing I needed to add though about this is that one of the things that I have learned, okay, <laughs> in this in this wild ride is um, that I am actually not a starfish. I I think that joke was funny. But I think I learned that, like, I just wasn't that into sex. Because I can honestly say that in season 2022, we are not bringing starfish energy. I don't have starfish energy anymore. And we are not bringing that into 2022. So, um, I mean, of course, of course, I'm not saying I'm, like, never gonna be a starfish. I'm just saying that, like, I talked about it a lot in past episodes. And I talked about it just in that clip. And I was like... I just don't feel like that girl exists anymore. I just, I don't, I don't feel like she does. Uh, also, speaking of um, sex, I guess, <laughs> I could not not include Ohio into this, into this beautiful, beautiful top eight. And here's the deal. What's funny about the Ohio story is I think this is the first time I really like crossed the boundaries of like talking about like a guy or like hooking up and stuff on the podcast. And I wanted to be known that because I re-listened to it. I was like, oh, this is so PG. Let me just add a little bit of, of extra info in here for you now that I'm a little bit more open. Okay. So first of all, it's important. We didn't have sex. That is the truth. Um, We did other stuff and George was in the bed right next to me. And that's the part of the podcast that I couldn't believe I didn't include because it was just the best part. Like he said, he woke up, you know, saw some movement, put his headphones in and just rolled over. And if that is not a true friend, I don't know what is. And that is how Ohio earns his spot in the top eight. And I just go to this guy's table outside and I just sit down and I'm like, hi, I'm Ashley. Like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, just it's fine. I'm at this table now. So we're talking for a while. It was so fun. He was so nice. Um, I don't really remember time because like I was drinking. So like time, time doesn't exist uh, when you're smashly. So, um, you know, I don't know how long we were out there, but at one point George was like, okay, bitch, like everybody's leaving. It's time for us to go. So we left. I got it. I, at some point I got his number. I guess I was being mean because he had like an iPhone seven. I was like, Whoa, who has a home button? Anyways. So I go out, I, I go back with George. We get Taco Bell. Thank God. Like, not that there wasn't food at the wedding, but this was the latest I've been out in so long. Like George has texted me. We're at like 11, 11. So we were like motherfucking out. And I was like, yes, drunk Taco Bell. Like, yes, being in Roanoke Park, my college town in the Taco Bell drive through drunk as fuck. Like it just felt so right. So anyways, um, somehow in my text messages, I convinced this guy to come back um, <laughs> to our hotel with me and George. And I just feel like I need to paint you the picture of what exactly I looked like at this time. I was in my snowman pajamas. I'm actually wearing my snowman pajamas right now. Um, I was in my like bachelorette party t-shirt that says my extra AF maid of honor. Um, I spilt nacho cheese in my bed and I was holding a Crunchwrap Supreme. And yet somehow that bitch still has game. So anyways, I got this guy to come back and basically snuggle with me. He was so freaking sweet. He was so fun. Um, I had just like a blast with him and um, we just like kind of stayed talking and just had like a lot of fun and it was like this super fun night and I was like 
but the best part was in the morning because Erin Collins, you know, friend of the pod, um, been on her episode. We know she's engaged. She was going wedding dress shopping the same weekend. So if it wasn't the weekend of the wedding, I would have like flown out and gone with her and Lexi, who's the other maid of honor and like already besties. Like I would have gone to New York with them, but obviously it was busy. And so I had been waiting all week and to see the picture of her dress. And so she FaceTimed me in the morning and I've been waiting for the call all fucking weekend. And so I turned to him and I was like, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to answer this call. And he's like, OK. So I answered the FaceTime. And I just had to own it. And I was like, hi, Erin. I was like, um, so George is here. And she's like, oh, hi, George. Like, that's an obvious. We knew we'd going to be in the same hotel room. And I was like, and um, this is the man that I brought home last night who's also still in my bed. I feel like all these ratchet. Um, I Now that I'm looking at my list, like all my little ratchet sex stories are ending up in the top eight. But like, I guess that's just because they were so funny well, not funny, but it, I guess funny. I don't know. They were just such a it's just been such a fun part of the rest of my year. I mean, like going from being in this like relationship where you feel like you can't thrive or do anything to getting to like really explore. This was fun. And, you know, I feel like I probably would have gotten in trouble if I didn't include him. But there was no way I wasn't including Australia in the top eight. Here's the deal. Australia was also one of the best things to happen to me. And that's not, you know, like, obviously, <laughs> us hooking up was funny. And the Motel 6 story is incredible. And that's the clip that's coming up next. But we became real friends. And, you know, I've talked to him about a lot of stuff. And I feel like we've actually formed, like, a really fun friendship. And I, I you know, I talked to him about a lot of stuff. And I think it's really fun. And it's a very interesting scenario because I feel like most people – wouldn't go have like a post breakup one night stand, you know, unlocking their hoe phase and then become best friends with the person that they had a one night stand with. But that's Australia. <laughs> so I went out for girls girls day uh, with Kim because it had been a while actually since just like the two of us really like went and did a wine tasting and it was super fun. And then we met up with my friend Aaron and it was super great. And, you know, we did like we had mimosas at like 10 a.m. And then we hit a few wineries and then we decided to hit downtown P-Town and um, which for um, people that's that's Pleasanton. So I made it sound a little bit more, um, you know, gangster than it really is or cool or whatever. Uh, so <laughs> we decided to go down there and, um, you know. I had I didn't remember this story, not because I was actually too drunk at this point. I just saw it. But I took a a TikTok that I'll post later where I talked about how this guy, the waiter at the um, we always go to McKay's in Pleasanton. If you haven't been there, it's fun. And um, I just, you know, love the atmosphere, whatever. So but the bartender there was super cute. And I was just like, you know a little tipsy enough to not be cool. And so basically he asked me because I was like, oh, what? what IPAs do you have on tap, you know? And he was like, oh, are you looking for a single IPA or a double IPA? And I was like, well, normally I love, you know, double IPAs. But since I'm single, I guess I'll look at the singles. Like, I mean, it's it's a choice to announce your, you know, status like that. But um, yeah, he did not reciprocate. So, you know, I mean, A for effort on trying on that one. But yeah, that was a lot. So anyways, so then... <laughs> 
So then we went out to a different bar and as Kim and Aaron described it, well, as Kim described it, haven't got Aaron's take on this completely, but she was saying that what was so fun about, you know, kind of wing womaning me was they would just like point out at someone who they thought was cute and I would just go talk to him. So it's kind of like real life Bumble in a way, you know, like when, you know, Bumble lets you can let your friends like swipe for you and stuff. Um, that that's what we were doing, because I I think the bar scene is my scene and I, I don't love that about myself, but I would much rather just walk up to someone sitting alone and try to have a conversation with them as a member from Ohio and um do it that way so i did that and then you know it was time to like leave together and um i live at home so i can't take anybody home with me per se and you know he had a child hi daddy problems and so we couldn't go back to his place um so we went to a Motel 6. So I've officially hit, I think, I want to say this is a downward spiral, but I'm I'm putting it as an upward one where, you know, uh, I had a one night stand at a Motel 6. And to round out the top eight, I was like, do I put this one in here? But I feel like at the sake of not sounding like some crazy girl, I would have to say that the last few months here have been really fun because of Scotland. I've had a great time getting to know him. And, you know, no matter what happens, if we make it, if we don't make it, I just feel like he's been one of these people to really, like, open my eyes to, um, you know, what it's like to be around someone who, like, has it all. I guess I don't know. I'm not I'm not trying to sound weird, but like it, talking to him has been so fun. And I feel like it's really um, been a great part. And like I said, no matter what happens, like I'm just really grateful that we walked into each other. Or we swiped into each other's lives. So couldn't end this without Thanksgiving. And I just want you guys to know that I advocated for us to celebrate New Year's Eve together specifically so I could say on the podcast when talking about that, that I was bringing in 2021 or 2022 with a bang. And, you know, he was like, I knew this was always for content. It's like, of course, everything I do is for content. But um, in reality, Thanksgiving was such a funny, um, it's funny that I keep calling it that. It's funny that that happened to happen. And it was such a fun night. So rounding out the top eight is Thanksgiving. I celebrated Thanksgiving this year. Yes. Listen, it's one of those holidays I don't think I've ever celebrated before. Um, In case you're like, Ashley, what are you talking about? No, that literally just means I got late on Thanksgiving. So you're welcome. Here's what happened. Basically, like, I have been trying to, like, spend time with this guy in person. It is not his fault. There's, like, a ton of things going on. And basically, when he texted me on Thanksgiving and he was like, I I feel bad asking you this, but like, do you want to come over tonight? I was like, yes. Like, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen, but I'm going to make this happen. I'm not going to get into like the dirty details of the fact that like, obviously we had sex. We did have sex four times though, which I feel like is an important thing to note because he mentioned that like he has this great rebound rate and maybe I'm not supposed to be saying this either. I don't know. He seemed pretty proud of it. So I guess I'm just going to share it with you all. And then he's like, you know, 
what's normal for you? And I was like, I don't know, once. Like, I feel, you know, when you, you know, when you fuck somebody and you're like, have I been doing this wrong the whole time? Like, that's kind of how I felt. I was like, am I been, have I been not like, I don't. Once at night, once in the morning, maybe. What the other thing that was so funny was we were sitting there talking, and I'm gonna like pull this up on Google while I'm talking to you guys because it made me laugh so hard. But basically, he said that he was a Gemini and I'm a Scorpio, and so I was like, oh my gosh, we should see if those signs are compatible. So we Googled it, and it literally said no. I pulled it up. This is it verbatim in the the article that pops up. Overall, Gemini and Scorpio are considered to be incompatible Zodiac matches. Although it's fun and sexy initially, a lot of work needs to be done to have a harmonious relationship. If they want to make it work, a Gemini has to show a Scorpio that they won't abandon them. And I was like, actually, like, that's pretty accurate. As someone who's like constantly, I mean, like, did you not hear what I just fucking preached out? Like, of course, I'm afraid that this guy's never going to talk to me again. And this was like what popped up. And oh my gosh, I, it was so funny. It does say that we're very sexually compatible, which is fair. Tested that theory. It's true. Just a picture this. You're like laying in bed with this guy. He's so fucking cute. He's so fucking nice. Like he's hilarious. You know, I'm not saying I'm catching feelings or simping. So back up. Okay, might have sounded like that, but we're not going there right now. Okay, so anyways, not simping, but you're like laying in bed with this guy and then you make this joke and you're just hoping like, obviously, I'm just like, please come back and be like, don't let a Scorpio go. She's going to be the best thing that ever happens to you. Like, of course, that's the fucking goal. And I just get him with bam, extremely incompatible. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope I didn't embarrass myself too much um, by sharing these clips again, and I hope you enjoyed them, and I hope that, you know, I didn't get too preachy on you or, you know, something I said helped because I just, you know, I feel like when you when you are working on yourself and you believe in yourself and you surround yourself with the right people, like the most amazing things are going to happen to you. And I, and it's not going to happen right away. Like, you know, it's not like you went for a walk one day and then now you're healed. Okay. I learned that the hard way too, but it's just about feeling better. You know, those days that I don't, um, you know, I don't treat my body right and I don't, you know, um, talk to my friends or I isolate or that stuff. Like I know that's going to happen, but I don't feel good when I do that. So, um, you know, season 2022 is all about making yourself feel good and putting yourself first, which is not an easy thing to do. It's not my forte and it feels very unnatural, but you know, I did it big time this year and it really, really paid off. So I love you all so much. And, you know, I know sometimes it feels like nothing's going to get better. And I just want to let you know that it is. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of everything that you've accomplished. Thank you for listening to this long ass recap of 2021. I hope you enjoyed it. And I will be so cliche and say, I'll see you in the new year. Okay. Bye.